life where I was slowly getting my hearing back over the last number of weeks, and well, now it's gone. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Mary Mel Wallach, host of That's Life and the voice and face of Breaking Bread Oven on Instagram and the head of social responsibility at Cross River Bank. You can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. So New York enjoying, New York, New Jersey, I should say, enjoying our first massive snowfall of the season of this winter 2021-2022 season. Um, it has not disappointed. This wasn't one of those times. I know people who are out of state are like, who really cares? But I just want to point out the following. Everybody in Israel, I know you got snow. We all know you got snow. You don't see me posting 700 pictures of my backyard, do you? Or my driveway. I know it's exciting that Jerusalem got snow last week. I think it's great. And that the Hermon was filled and everything. Fabulous. But I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Just settle down. Settle down a little bit. I posted no winter pictures. Right. Of course, I, I am busy posting challah pictures and bread pictures and all that other stuff. And I did realize this week that I have many more pictures of challah on my phone than I do of my children. We can talk about that another time, but I thought I'd be, uh, you'd enjoy that little tidbit. Yeah, I got a lot of bread pictures on my phone and not too many family pictures, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that I wasn't going totally berserk with snow pictures just because it snowed here and it did not disappoint. We were told it was going to be something like 8 to 12 inches, 8 to 14 inches. Yeah, folks, it was, you know, it was labor dick out there. Even though I had already been given a heads up, you're not walking to shul on Shabbos because Peninsula is going to be stuffed and there's going to be nowhere to walk. And I'm like, meh, I'm a New Yorker. How bad could it be? Yeah, folks, it was rough. Shabbos was packed. And because the weather is, shall we say, below freezing or freezing to cold, as somebody I know says, uh, the snow is not going anywhere soon. So enjoy it while it lasts or by the fact that it's already dirty now and it's frozen and it's a total inconvenience because you can't park. Enjoy it for what it is. Let's do the fortune cookie. We're going to do the fortune cookie first and then we'll do our national holidays because we didn't have a fortune cookie last time. Thank you to that person who made sure I had a fortune cookie this time. I appreciate it tremendously. Hold on. Here we go. You have, oh, stop it now, Confucius. You have an unusually magnetic personality. That is very nice of you. Thank you. That is very nice of you to say. I am going to, yes, I appreciate that. I, thank you, Confucius. Thank you, person who gave me the fortune cookie. It was sealed, folks. This isn't one of those custom fortune cookies. By the way, just remember, magnets, they also repel people. I'm not for everybody. Let's remember that. This could not have gone to a better person. Let's do the national holidays. Today is the 3rd of February. It is Feed the Birds Day. Yes, it is Feed the Birds Day. It's also National Sweater Day. Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. I live in New York. It's also National Women's Physicians Day. It's Optimist Day. That's right. The first Thursday in February is Optimist Day. Shout out to all us optimists who like to look as the, as the glass as half full. It's also the day the music died, which I have to imagine has something to do with ho with um, Buddy Holly, correct? I have to imagine that today is probably the day that his plane went down, but we can do that research, or knowing of Rami, he'll do that research and get back to us. And it's also, I'm going to try and say this clearly, veter veterinarian pharmacist, Veterinary Pharmacists Day. Those would be the people who prescribe medications to your dogs, to your animals. 
there you go. They get a national holiday. This just reaffirms to me that that I don't know why we don't have a national holiday. If even they get a national holiday, we should have a national holiday. I also, by the way, want to make mention of the fact that tomorrow is World Cancer Day. There are a number of cancer screenings that we should all take very seriously and that we have access to in order to preserve and maintain our own health. So, so go to the doctor, get checked out, go for your checkup. You deserve it. You, you're entitled to it. And it's your responsibility both to you and to your family and to the people around you who depend on you to make sure that you are healthy. So make sure to get your necessary or your, um, your appropriate cancer screenings. I guess that's the ba- best way to put it. And also a shout out to all of the families who are currently um, living with and helping and loving those who are undergoing a variety of different treatments available for patients with cancer. Our love goes out to you, as do our prayers. You're listening to That's Life at the Nachum Siegel Network, and we have, uh, it's, it's been a while. It's been an absolute while be, uh, since the community fair has been uh, back in action, so to speak. Last year, or last season, Nahum and I were able to host the road trip podcast for the OU, in which we highlighted a variety of different communities. And now the OU Virtual Jewish Community Home Relocation Fair is back on track. Sunday, February 13th, Rebetzin Judy Steinig, Senior Director of Community Projects and Partnerships, and, of course, OU Fair Coordinator, joins us to discuss it. Good morning, Rebetzin. It is so wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much. And your road trip was amazing. Thank you. You know, we really enjoyed it. The truth of the matter is is that we really enjoyed it. And while participating in the community fair, as we did for a number of years, and being there on site was great because we got to meet people one-on-one through road trip. And I have to encourage everyone to really access the archives and listen to those those different episodes, those different podcasts, it was really an opportunity to speak to people on a different level and speak to communities that we would not have necessarily accessed even if the community fair had been in person. So I guess that brings me to my first question is, how is planning, how has planning this virtual community fair gone? Baruch Hashem, it's, we've gotten so much interest from communities. We have, I mean, this, this will be our biggest one yet. Uh, we have um, over 60 communities wow. uh, in the United States and Israel, and people have been very, very receptive. A lot of questions, you know, how, how can you do this virtually? But we have an amazing virtual platform, and it should be a lot of fun. It's, um, it's very exciting. It, there's a lot of, like, it's a lot of, a lot of differences. Uh, have, don't have to worry about boxes going over to a real venue. Right. But um, virtually, there's a lot of comp, a lot of technology we have to understand. But it's it's very exciting. That's that's fabulous. Does it make you never want to go back to one on one to in person? Uh, interesting question. It's hard. You know something. It's a question we'll talk about after the fair. <laughs> you want to see how it goes. Okay, I get but that. But I tell you, I'm ha- we're having a great time with it. And there's just, when we launched the idea, when we broached the idea of going this way, obviously COVID and everything else under the sun, you know, had a major, major part, is that the, what I said is it has to be an effective program. Mm-hmm. That's the most important. If you are somebody looking to move, you want to have a solid conversation. Uh, if you're a, if you're a community representative, you want to make sure that you can talk to people in masks and social distance. Be kind of difficult. And in the old days, even before COVID, when people were schlepping around toddlers, 
not so easy to have conversations. Here right. you do it from the comfort of your living room uh, or den, and uh, it'll, it, it, it's so much easier. You know, it's funny that you that you mentioned the comfort of your home or your den and certain things that have happened or we the way we have pivoted during COVID have allowed us to be creative in a manner that we would not have necessarily gone because the necessity didn't exist. And it didn't occur to any of us that this would be a that these changes would be acceptable or maybe even preferred platforms to doing things in person. But when it comes to, let's say, for example, from, a, from, from my point of view, PTA conferences, PTC conferences, meeting with teachers, it's obviously easier to do when you're in the comfort of your own home. And also, there's a more relaxed atmosphere. So you're able to have a conversation with the person who's across the screen from you in a way you would not have been able to interact where when you're when you're pressed for time, when you're exhausted, when you're trying to get home, when whatever it is. So I, I, I think it's amazing that this technology exists for you guys as well to be able to conduct a community fair in a way that facilitates people's engagement even though they are disengaged. Absolutely. I mean before everything of course is before COVID, during COVID and right. Bezos Hashem, after COVID one day. Right. But who would have ever thought of this? You know, it was just not something, I mean, it's something that COVID has enabled us to do. And for us, it means that we have, instead of a crowd of just people from New York and New Jersey, and we always are very happy for every person that that, that came on site to the fair, uh, now we have literally an international attendance. Mm. I mean, I, every, every day I seem to find another new country of, of somebody that's participating, which that's is very fabulous. exciting. People, no matter, and all over the United States. I counted just before on my report, 33 states and 11 countries outside of, the, outside of the United States. That's amazing. And, of course, we should mention that there are communities within Israel and Nefesh Benefesh will be presenting as well. This also alleviates the whole, we want to have a conversation about Aliyah, but we won't, don't want everyone to know that we're ready to make Aliyah conversation. That, you know, people are doing this from the, the the privacy of their own home there's an opportunity to maintain your anonymity because you're in home not everybody's going to see you logging on right right absolutely um there's there are so many amazing benefits here um now of course you know somebody was saying oh well there's no swag <laughs> because because we know we all needed all that stuff we were bringing home of course. but um you know other than that Right. Um, there, there'll be materials that people can download that will be important documents, um, and just so many, so many other benefits that you know we're just very excited about it. The OU's Rebitson Judy Steinig joins us this morning, and we're discussing the upcoming virtual, virtual Jewish Community Home Relocation Fair. It's Sunday, February thirteenth. Tell me some of the the communities, or mention some of the communities that would never have been able to be a part of the community fair if it was in person. Well, I don't know that I would say they were. I mean, people absolutely did fly in from all over. Right, but this sure. makes it so much easier, and the finances of it. Are, no one's playing for a plane ticket. So we have, coming from the West, we have Las Vegas, who did come to us before, but it's a lot easier now. Uh, Sacramento, um, we have communities in Florida, Jacksonville, Pinecrest, uh, which is uh, near Miami. Wow. Um, and, of course, we have, you know, communities, you know, all throughout the Midwest. Um, I mean, thank God we have many, many places that have wonderful amenities. And, you know, 
just looking for people to help them populate. You know, it's also very funny because as we have just, you know, quote unquote, survived our first massive snowstorm here in the New York area, you also have to contend with the weather. When you're planning your community fair, wherever the location is going to be, I mean, I can't imagine when two weeks from now, if there was a another massive snowstorm, your attendance would have been zero. And now your attendance could be at 100%. Actually, it could be even better if it was snowing. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, but we've actually had, when we did it the last time, it was in November, there was a horrible nor'easter that day. I mean, we had people did come, but I'm sure there were people that did, that didn't come because of it. Right. You know, you can have any time of the year. Weather weather is always an issue. Right. No, and, you're right. And when you're planning an event, you're always worried about it. No, I'm sure I'm, that is 100% right. And, and by the way, a little bit uh, gutsy to pick Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, well, every <laughs> the, everything major will be done before the Super Bowl. Oh. Okay, we have various sessions going on, but we planned it so that, you know, by the time kickoff is, everything will be done. That's... So uh, people will have the time to go in the or you can even just go in the morning and not go, you know, go to your computer and you'll be finished. Um, it, it, the fair will stay open later if people are interested, and if not, it's fine. And by the way... If anyone doesn't have the opportunity to speak to the community that they want to that day, maybe they want to have a private conversation and they're not able to, they will have the opportunity to speak anytime they want. Because once everyone has each other's information, it's not limited to February 13th. Right. It's just an exciting day. Right, 100%. OU.org slash fair is where you get the information. So how does somebody, you sign up in advance and then you get a link? How does this work? Right, that's exactly it. Um, you, you go through the registration process, and let me just remind people, please make sure you press all the continues until you get to confirmation. Um, and um, immediately you, you will get an email giving you at your login and password, and that's what you'll be using that, that day. Revitin and you can, you can go in, you can change things about your profile. There's things that you can do if you want to. You can click off the communities that you're interested in, or you don't have to. Okay, that's cool. Rebitson, what are some of the, what, what would you say is the number one concern about people, for, for people who are relocating? I would say among the most is affordable living. I mean, that, that is usually what is bringing most people to think about moving, particularly if they are in the metropolitan area. Just... Although we do have some communities in the area, but, you know, we have some in more affordable places out on the island and even in Westchester. But people are, are, are leaving a lot of the boroughs and various other places because they are looking, they'd like to own a home, and they are in a very small apartment. And those small apartments did not get any bi bigger during COVID. No, for sure not. This isn't like the fable where, uh, you know, the cow and the, the horse and everything else come in and all of a sudden you find you have so much room when you leave. That small apartment is still a small apartment. That's 100% correct. What about um, how people are are, call, are telecommuting at this point? It's so, it's so common at this point to be working remotely. Is it easier for people as a result to relocate? Or oh, absolutely. I mean, many people are looking for different job opportunities, and a lot of our communities are really on top of that, trying to assist them. But then, again, of course, during COVID and now, you know, people are remoting. So if, you're, if you can remote to your job, you can go anywhere, and you don't have to worry about the commute. 
So that's absolutely a major, major, uh, you know, reason, you know, to get a, you know, a, 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 a nice home and a place that, you know, is pleasant and friendly. And you just turn your, on your computer in your office, in, in your home office, and there you are in, uh, working. But I assume that the communities who are presenting at the fair also have employment opportunities or connections for those people who are not remoting but are also looking for new employment. Absolutely. It's, it's something that we certainly encourage. I can't say every community has, but most of them are trying to, uh, you know, search out opportunities whenever possible. The virtual fair is coming up. It's February 13th. You go to ou.org slash fair. Rebbitz and Judy Steinig, the OU Fair coordinator, joins us this morning here at That's Life. You know, Rebbitz, I was discussing with somebody recently some of the amenities that people look for in communities and, and how that's changed over the years. You know, the, the classic one w- went from mikvah to pizza store to whatever local butcher. But now I've sort of seen a trend, and tell me if I'm crazy, that people want to know if there's a Hatsala in their community. And that has become a draw. That has become an incentive to move to particular communities, so much so that particular communities have started Hatsala, or branches of Hatsala in order to attract new families. So it's interesting that you're saying that. That's not one that I'm aware of, although I, I certainly can understand that that would be important. Um, but other things that people are looking for um, – you know, things like mikvah is is that's a given for every community. You know, they wouldn't be at the fair if they didn't have good access to to, to a mikvah. That's for sure. Or a neighbor. We the, every every community has a neighbor. But as I said, you know, of course, affordable living, um, uh, low taxes, things like that. Many people are looking for retirement or senior living. We have a lot of retirees coming, or we have people that are thinking of intergenerational they let's say you have a family where the where the um parents are the the young couple the couple is in let's say their 40s and they have older parents well at some point they know those parents are probably going to need to live near them they don't necessarily neither side wants them in the house if there's senior living available it's a wonderful opportunity for both the the couple and the parents to move at the same time. So that is something that we certainly encourage communities to let us know about. And of course, people are interested in the types of schools that are in each area. That is that's major. And and in some cases, people have children with special needs, so they they certainly ask about that. What are the special needs resources within the schools in the communities? That's such an important point. It, it reminds me of you know the the communities where. The families were were prepared for and used to their high schoolers having to go out of state, and so by your by the time your child is either thirteen or fourteen, give or take, that kid was moving into somebody else's house in another community in order to attend high school. Is that still something that's commonplace in a variety of different communities, or we're seeing that communities have built high schools and are sustaining their kids at home? I would say that there are certainly people still sending their kids away. However. I think more and more people are more hesitant to do that. I mean, they, when you send a child away in those teenage years, that is a very delicate time. Right. And I think more and more places are showing that they have high schools. And I think that it is wonderful when someone's moving to know that your child will be at home. You know, you're not going to have to say goodbye, you know, for maybe weeks or months at a time. Um, so that is certainly 
um, you know, when, when, when somebody moves to a community and knows there's a high school right there, that is certainly a wonderful amenity to attract them. Oh, I agree with you. And by the way, I can't believe this is the 8th Community Fair. That's incredible. Yeah. That is really, really incredible. Kolika votes to you and everyone at the OU. Of course, you're going to ou.org slash fair to sign up. Make sure to keep clicking through and hit submit so that you get to the end page and that your application or your submission is complete. That is the big tip that we're giving you here. Also reminding everyone that Road Trip, which was an OUNSN podcast, is available on our archives. You can hear all about a variety of different communities and what are their benefits and what are their amenities by listening to those archives. Um, Robinson, just one last question. I mean, I'm I'm really very excited for you in terms of the fact that there, there are so many communities that are presenting and attending. Is it true that Florida doesn't want us anymore, that they're packed? <laughs> Actually, well, as I said, we have two Florida communities. Right. And in but the future, and, but, and, but Miami and, and Boca are not down on this list. <laughs> that is true. That is true. There are plenty of communities that, that, that are very, very, as you said, very packed. Right. But there are others in Florida that are still looking to grow, and we are happy to, to facilitate that. And I will tell you, in the months to come when we do work post, post the fair, you're going to be seeing other Florida communities. We were 22 communities around the world have contacted me in the past, let's say, three, four weeks. And very sadly, I had to say, no, we can't accommodate you now. So we have them on the list, and we're going to be doing work with them in the it, you know, after the fair. And there are a couple in Florida about that, too. So um, you'll be seeing more from communities in Florida. Amazing. So basically, if you want to move to Florida, you still can. A hundred percent. Fabulous. Rebinson, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Much Hatzlacha to you and everyone else on February 13th. Again, folks, that's ou.org slash fair. Rebinson, thanks so much. Have a great thank day. Thank you so much. It was wonderful being here. My Take pleasure. Care. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. A full afternoon of programming continues. Of course, the live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel begins in just a few moments. Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. Encore of Jam Rewind at 4 p.m. The Air of Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik brought to you by our friends at Kedem is at 7 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. Join Nahum as he hosts JM in the AM at 6 a.m. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Motzei Shabbos starting at 9 p.m. Matis, unbelievable. The man has such a streak. 7 a.m. Sunday morning. Don't miss JM Sunday. We end today, folks. I got to tell you something. This song, I posted about it on Facebook. This song popped into my, um, popped into my, uh, what do you call it when when Apple Music suggests something? I guess it just popped into my feed. I wasn't paying attention. Apple Music was just going, and all of a sudden, this song popped up, and I've been listening to it basically on repeat. Here is Sheer Baboker by Boker Baboker by Shlomo Artsy. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs> Shalom. 
וניחוחות לראשו מעדיפים עצי הזדרכת. הכללים רוססים והרים ריבו קרניים הם יולידו חופת שמש Thank you Thank you. 